if we can do this for uh, for-profit companies and uh, corporations, you know, why can't we do this on the nonprofit side? They they probably need more help than than anybody else. So, you know, it was it was a no-brainer to jump in. On the one hand, you you have technology that is displacing a lot of people in low-paying jobs because their jobs are getting automated um, in the service uh, you know economy. Uh, but at the same time, now we have this skills gap that means that some of these jobs that are getting created, we don't have enough people to fill them. Today on TechBridge Talks, we'll talk about the technology skills gap and what TechBridge is doing to fill the void. We'll also talk about how an investment in our skills-based programming will result in a 10x return that helps families to get out of generational poverty. So stay tuned for this amazing episode. My guest today on TechBridge Talks is Vish Narendra. Vish is the CIO and SVP of Global Business Services at Graphic Packaging International. Vish, welcome to the show. Hey, excited to be here. Man, I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, We've gotten to know each other a little bit as I've worked at TechBridge, and I've, I've really appreciated all that you've brought to TechBridge in just the short time that I've been here. So I know you've served on the board. I know you've served as the board chair. So to start the conversation, I'd love to find out from you, first of all, what is the full capacity been of your volunteerism at TechBridge and what initially drew you to TechBridge? Uh, wow. Uh, so time with TechBridge goes back a, a long ways. Um, earliest exposure was just coming to the digital ball when I used to work at GE. Uh, later on, uh, as I uh, started at uh, Graphic Packaging, uh, got engaged uh, to come and help out on the board and then uh, do a lot of fundraising through the Digital Ball effort and other, other fundraising efforts. Um, so was on the, the development committee uh, early on and then uh, stepped in to be uh, vice chair and then on to be board chair and through all that just... Uh, as much whatever I was required, I pitched in and uh, helped out. Uh, and uh, what drew me to TechBridge is fairly straightforward. You know, I've spent a lot of time in the business world side, uh, driving efficiency and productivity through the use of technology, you know, leveraging technology to uh, drive operational efficiencies, simplifying processes, things like that. And uh, on the nonprofit side, TechBridge does exactly use, you know uh, the same thing for other nonprofits, and uh, thereby maximizing you know any kind of uh, uh, fundraising that they do, and so the dollars go a long way through the uh, the uh, uh, leverage of technology, and so it was a very natural fit. It was so obvious that you know there wasn't even a moment to think about it. I just jumped in and said, if we can do this for uh, for profit companies and uh, corporations. You know why can't we do this on the nonprofit side? They they probably need more help than than anybody else. So, you know, it was it was a no brainer to jump in. Well, I mean, I think you you hit the nail on the head, right? Nonprofits do definitely need more help, more uh, what's the, what's the word capacity, right? Yeah. And and so technology provides a great deal of additional capacity for nonprofits, helping them to do so much more good, right? Yeah, we used to call it a force multiplier, which it really is. And then, you know, and then as TechBridge has evolved and uh, matured as an organization, really uh, taking on broader challenges. Uh, how do we disrupt uh, <clears throat> poverty? And uh, we're going through some interesting times with automation taking out a lot of the low, lower wage jobs. 
And uh, therefore, we now have an opportunity to fill the gap of those um, uh, high wage jobs that we just don't have enough people to do those, uh, you know, roles. And so uh, TechBridge has the opportunity to fill those gaps as well. So it, it, you know, going and coming, TechBridge can help. Well, in, in you're mentioning workforce development, and I know there is a, a TCP award af- named after you, right? You want to tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, I'm not the person to talk about that, but uh, <laughs> it, it was an honor that uh, you know TechBridge uh, named an award for the uh, graduate of the year um, from the TCP program, um, and uh, it's really more about the individuals that. Uh, didn't necessarily have the opportunities before, but through the TCP bootcamp program, uh, now get to learn some new skills and, and can apply them in the, the corporate world and, and really move themselves and their family and their community from from generational poverty into uh, a good middle class, you know, well paying job. So it's mm, yeah. super exciting. And I mean, and we've seen that happen with a lot of our TCP graduates. They've gone from from very low wage jobs. To very you know middle income jobs that are that are generation changing type jobs, right? No doubt, uh, there's uh, hundreds of people that uh, have gone through that process with the TCP, which is a couple of years old now, and we graduated a lot of people. Uh, I think uh, the graduation rates are very high, as well as the fact that uh, you know the the uh, um, the you know, percentage of people getting jobs after graduation is also pretty high. And the most important part is they're all making fifty, sixty thousand uh, dollars coming out the gate, um, and uh, you know that's just life changing. Uh, that allows them, that gives them food security, roof over their head, and uh, allows them to start thinking about what the future can get, you know bring. So it's just a big difference. That's right. It's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. So, so where do you see? Just kind of going back to technology, where do you see the biggest need for technology right now? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, there's the, so, you know, if you look at it from a purely selfish corporate standpoint, uh, there's probably a million plus jobs in the U.S. or more that are not going to be filled because we just don't have the skills to fill them um, in the U.S. Um, and so on the one hand, you you have technology that is displacing a lot of people in low paying jobs because their jobs are getting automated. Um, in the service, uh, you know, economy, uh, but at the same time, now we have this skills gap that means that some of these jobs that are getting created, we don't have enough people to fill them. So, what you know, as far as you know, what the opportunity is, it is uh, the opportunity of our lifetime to create a, a skill building program that can help uh, fill those gaps and therefore change lives. Absolutely, I totally agree. And so it, it, while you were on the board, you know, TechBridge began to sort of shift our vision to a more national focus and, and to really begin to expand our reach. And I guess not really to even to expand, but to recognize the expanse of our reach because we were already working nationally anyway, which we've talked about before. Um, so I, I guess my question to you is, where, where, like, what is your hope as you see us begin to expand nationally? Where do you want to see TechBridge go? Um, you know, um, Way going way back, I remember board meetings where uh, there were discussions around should TechBridge uh, focus from the tactical, let's uh, help as many nonprofits as possible, to this big, hairy, audacious goal of, you know, we're going to disrupt generational poverty. And and if you step back and thought about it, you know, you could either think about it and say, 
wait a minute, this is this small nonprofit that's trying to do what? And, and then, you know, another way to think about it really is if it's not TechBridge, who can? And, and really, we had the tools, the capabilities, um, and uh, the solutions that could really take people from, uh, you know, survival to stability to success. And so the four major platforms that we have, the four pillars for TechBridge really address that. Um, and so food insecurity and and uh, social justice in terms of our justice server product and and uh, and then you know eventually getting uh, people into well-paying jobs through TCP and and so it's just really well crafted so um, you know I think it, it was a natural order of progression for TechBridge to to head in that direction to say that we really should be having a national impact now now do we do that by you know putting down, you know, a beachhead in every city, every town uh, to do that. I don't think that that's necessary. You know, we're doing this podcast uh, over Zoom where, you know, all of all through COVID, all the knowledge work, so to speak, was done virtually. So there's no reason why TechBridge can't, um, you know, extend its reach across the country. Uh, through that, they probably have to build partnerships for, you know, uh, last mile service delivery, et cetera. But those are things that I'm sure that Nicole and the, and the rest of the team is thinking through how they'll deliver it. But there's no reason why the, the delivery can't be on a national scale because the impact needs to be on a national scale. The, the problems that TechBridge is solving in, in certain locations, those are universal issues across the entire country. And so there's no reason why we can't you know spread our wings and go far and wide. That's right. I totally agree. Well said. Well said. So, so I want to ask you just a couple of questions about your work at, at GPI. So, uh, for those that that are listening and don't know GPI, maybe you could give a little a little overview. Like, it, it's a it's a lo- very large company. Can you maybe give a little context there for our listeners? And then I want to ask you a question or two about that work. Sure. Um, so, we're an integrated paper packaging company that services primarily the food and beverage industry. Um, but before the year is out, we'll close a large transaction in Europe. So we'll roughly end the year in the $8 billion range revenue-wise. Um, so global company, US, Canada, Mexico, a uh, good part of Europe, uh, presence in Australia, New Zealand, all of the big uh, consumer uh, name brands that you can think of are customers. Um, the, you bring packaging with food or beverage into your kitchen, your pantry, your refrigerator, your freezer, um, and we've more than likely we've packaged it. We run uh, eight paper mills and about 70, um, 70 plus folding carton facilities and cup making facilities. To put it in context, we probably make 40, 45% of the folding cartons, or maybe 35% of the folding cartons in the US and about 37, 38% of the paper cups in the US. Um, and so we're a big part of the food supply chain uh, here in the United States, as well as in Western Europe. Um, and, uh, you know, if you just don't know that you're a customer of ours. But, you know, if you've gone into a lot of fast food places, et cetera, and gotten yourself a, a cold drink or a hot drink, it's probably in a, in a paper cup like this. Uh, it's a double wall paper cup. Um, that avoids the the sleeve that you would need to get otherwise to keep the heat away, and so we make innovative products. And um, you know, a lot of a lot of this is sustainable, renewable because it's made from uh, trees, and uh, you know, trees are a renewable, uh, sustainable um, you know source for us. Hmm. 
Mm. Wow, that's that's I I did not realize you were an eight billion dollar company. So I'm um that's just fantastic. we will be by the end of the year. Yes, will be will be no no yeah. doubt about it. So yeah. So I guess so, so I guess my question is then you know recognizing all the all the shifts that the last couple of years have brought to us and looking to the future as you plan for GPI. You know what. What do you see changing in, in the near future for you and for your organization and even for kind of the business as a whole? And where do you see the organization going? Um, so if you think about what, you know, the, uh, the macro trends today uh, worldwide, there is a heightened sense of awareness on the part of the end consumer um, and a realization that we need to uh, live a more sustainable uh, life and leave the planet in a better place. And uh, and so there's a tremendous push to drive plastic out of our economy. Um, you've heard the term circular economy. Paper is a perfect fit for the circular economy. Um, and uh, we, you know, in partnership with the uh, Paperboard Packaging Council, we run a program called uh, uh, TICCIT, T-I-C-C-I-T. It basically stands for trees into cartons and cartons into trees because Eventually, you can recycle them, and and then it de- you know uh, um, decomposes and composts and and becomes feedback and comes back as you know trees again. So um, massive amount of push uh, to eliminate plastic out of the food supply chain as much as possible. Lots of uh, ambitious goals set by a lot of the CPG companies, and we're a big part of their innovation pipeline to deliver those solutions. So you'll start to see more and more products moving away from plastic into paper because it is sustainable, it's renewable, it's compostable, um, decomposable. You know, I'm I'm really glad that you shared that because it never really like I always think of plastic as being recyclable, right? And so I, I think about getting, but but paper is probably far more recyclable. And so why wouldn't it, I buy something far in paper, more right? recycled? Is what I would say. Seventy to eighty percent of the paper gets mm-hmm. recycled. Um, less than thirty percent of plastic gets recycled, okay. and which is why you'll start. You you you've seen you know lots of us have seen videos of of uh, turtles with straws in their, you know, nose yeah. or, or, yeah. you know, rivers polluted with bottles, or there was this big video of a floating Island of plastic in the Pacific or Atlantic mm. somewhere. I can't remember, you yeah. know, um, plastic just doesn't get recycled as much as people think they, uh, they are. Um, mm. and, uh, you know, paper on the other hand, you know, certainly gets recycled. We buy paper into our, you know, recycled board paper mills, right? So it is a resource that goes in, Paper as a substrate can be broken down five or six times before the fiber will no longer uh, hold any uh, weight. So it's a it's something that we buy from you know whether it's the Targets and the Costcos and the WalMarts. We buy the paperboard and we buy you know uh, used paper to to actually create paper again. So you know plastic just doesn't have that level of a circular economy. Wow, that that's honestly just fantastic like i it never even occurred to me i really i know this is a podcast about technology and nonprofits but that was just a profound moment for me so thank you so much for sharing that so so Vish, last role uh, last question and then I'll, and then i'll ask you just for final thoughts um how have you seen uh, gpi's role in in food security space change over the time that you've been there or have you seen it change in that time so, you know, as we've evolved as a company, uh, we've had the opportunity to really solidify and clarify what our um, community pillars are. 
And for us, it's uh, three major things. Uh, one is putting food on the table, which is integral to the products that we deliver, right? Uh, the second is preserving the environment. Uh, so we talked about the sustainability play and and making sure that things are recycled and you're, we're a big part of the circular economy. And the third is investing in education. So whether it is you know providing scholarships to our uh, company's employees or doing um, this ticket program, the, the trees into cartons and cartons into trees as a program in elementary schools, or just, you know, supporting um, the Boy Scouts or uh, Junior Achievement, you know, is a, these are all big worldwide organizations. It's fundamental to us uh, that we focus our uh, philanthropic and volunteer efforts across these three pillars. Um, and so putting food on the table is a pretty important thing. Um, just as an example, uh, when the pandemic happened, uh, we did a couple of things. Um, our employees were essential workers in the in the plants because we were packaging you know if we didn't build the packaging you know everybody was eating food at home right and so that needed to be packaged and shipped and uh so we the other employees were considered essential employees and so for the work that they were doing um they they had a, a bonus uh, uh plan that was uh, set in place additionally we also committed um uh donations uh do, you know direct uh dollars to food banks in every one of the communities, about 80 of them that we uh, that we are active in, right? Where all our manufacturing and office facilities are. And so we're tremendously committed to making sure that uh, we invest in our people, invest in our communities, make sure that we can put food on the table. Um, so, you know, it's a natural fit, you know, in terms of some of the pillars that uh, TechBridge focuses on. Oh, that's fantastic. Man, it sounds like you're really doing amazing work and very, very thoughtful uh, and very helpful work. So Vish, uh, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap up here? Um, look, TechBridge does some amazing work. Uh, if you take a, a TCP uh, a, you know, graduate, um, TechBridge puts in about 5,500 bucks to get that person through a boot camp. They come out on the other hand, um, it's about, they make about 50, 55,000 as a starting salary. So it's a 10x return um, on your investment. So if you're an individual listening to this, um, swipe your credit card, do a donation to TechBridge, make sure that you contribute to educating one person that can then go out and, and uh, you know, they can expand the goodness of, you know, um, moving their family out of poverty. So uh, very, very powerful uh, tool to help build a better world. And, you know, that's my one request. Swipe a card, help TechBridge. Oh, Vesh, I could not have said it better and therefore I will not try. So thank you so much for being on the show today. It's such a pleasure to talk to you and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime soon. Hey, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Appreciate it. Appreciate everything you're doing. Appreciate everything that TechBridge does uh, in the communities that we support. And, uh, you know, uh, thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to TechBridge Talks, a podcast about breaking the cycle of generational poverty through the innovative use of technology. This podcast is produced by TechBridge. To find out more about our work and how you can be a part, visit techbridge.org. That's techbridge.org. Also, make sure to follow us on social media. Thanks again for listening and tune in next week for more great content.